Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. I'm Jelani Brown, of course, your host. I got my co-host again with me today. Daddy is still. How you doing, man? What's good, bro? Ready to talk some sports, some ball versus the NBA draft and a little bit of football. Let's get to it. Yep, it's going to be a pretty loaded episode. Like I said, we, we, we've uh, been pretty busy, so we thought you we know, might as well get together, uh, get all three things in, you know. NBA draft happened Thursday. Had some Thursday. I mean, not Thursday. Wednesday had uh, some Thursday night football last night, and then also uh, versus battle with Gucci and uh, Jeezy. And as being two kids from uh, Atlanta, you know, we had to touch on that. So first, we're gonna start off with the NBA draft, as you guys see. Um, we got the you know, big board up. We'll talk a little bit about the first round. Um, we'll talk about you know first three picks. Who's more primed to you know become a superstar? Um, and how fast? We'll talk about steals of the drafts. Who went too high? Who went too low? Um, also about our teams and the guys they selected as well. So um, start things off, we'll, uh, we'll go with the top three picks. It kind of went as expected, you know, Anthony Edwards, Wiseman, and then Melo. And, you know, from there, it was kind of kind of a crab shoot, but the top three picks, we already kind of knew who was going where. So I'll ask you first, uh, Dad, out of the top three picks, who do you think is more prime to become an all-star? Uh, the quickest one, in my opinion, that will be an all-star, I don't know. I feel like it's LaMelo Ball, but only because of where he's getting, where his, his fit is. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is going to have to share the rock with Cat and D'Lo, uh, you know, James Wiseman. He's going to – he'll th- I think he'll thrive because people are going to be so worried about Steph that he's going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups. And I feel like he's a dominant offensive player, even as a first-year player. But LaMelo, really, that's his team. He's walking in. That's his team off rip. Uh mm-hmm. He's sharing it with maybe Devontae Graham, that's it. But it's his show. He's a superstar. He's box office. And I could just see that feeding him, getting more votes from people. And I could see him 
is his career taking off quicker? Like, I could see him averaging 20 as a rookie, but you never know. I know that's a bold take, but yeah. it's his team. The ball's in his hands, so I could see him being successful. He just needs to work on his shooting a little bit and lock in on the defensive end, and I think he'll be fine because him, he's box office. He can score, and I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's a better passer than Lonzo yet, but he's he's up there. He can definitely yeah. pass the ball. Yeah. If I had to choose somebody, I would go with Lamelo because of the situation. Yeah, I can see that. Like you said, just stepping in and pretty much his name's gonna be everywhere plastered. Like they don't really got too many big names in that market. You know, we didn't see. I guess last year it was Graham and uh, what you call it, it was Graham Terry and Monk. Yeah, and Terry Rozier, and I don't even know if he's coming back. Which uh, they might trade him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might trade him. So yeah, and like you said, pretty much they probably will be handing him the keys. I don't know. I can. I definitely see it. Like you said, um, just because of the name, he's been in the spotlight since what ninth grade when I've been hearing about his name, Chino Hill days. Him and his brothers, you know, doing all they did over in Los Angeles. So I can definitely see it. Um, not just because you know, obviously, fans got to vote as well and everything. So it's not just you know, the players and you know coaches and everything. But like you said, they're handing him the keys. I think, yeah, he, he definitely has to become a better shooter. I saw a few stats earlier. He shot like – I know it was only – I think only 12, 12, 13 games he played um, in the NBL uh, and over in Australia. But he had shot like 25% from three and just 38 overall. So he does have to become a better shooter for sure. I'm sure, like, obviously, you know, the NBA game, the trainers and everything that they got, they'll definitely be able to work with him on that because, you know, we've seen his shot. We've seen his stroke. He can shoot. It's just like efficiency-wise he got to improve. Yeah. And then, um, like you said, he's a gifted passer. Him and his brother got that down for sure. So as long as he's able to, you know, start knocking down some shots, and then he has to lock in on the defense. And him and Anthony Edwards get knocked yeah. in it, uh, which Anthony Edwards is the person I was going to go with, depending on what the Wolves, um, what the Wolves organization does. But uh, before I get to him, like you said, they they both got get knocked for the defense, but you know they're scoring machines. But obviously, in this day and age in the NBA. Not many guards, or really not many, not not many people take pride in playing defense anyway. But overall, this is something that they're gonna have to do. Or like you said, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But I, I personally, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards, um, just because you know he has some of the same you know traits and qualities as, like you said, Lamelo, or some of the bad traits and qualities of Lamelo. They both get knocked for their defense, and they both have to improve shooting wise. He only shot like 29, percent I believe, in the field, and like 40 overall, but. To me, he's just more athletic. Um, obviously, he's more athletic of the two guards. Um, he can create a shot, I think, a little bit better as well. Um, and, and overall, I think he he has. I think he has a little bit of a better situation than uh, Lamelo. Um, maybe yeah, that, that, and maybe that helps him a little bit. Um, like I said, with this question, who becomes an All Star a little bit quicker? Because uh, you know he plays beside D'Lo, who can also you know create for others, and he can play off ball. He doesn't have to have you know the ball in his hand and be a dominant ball handler, have the ball handling responsibilities. And also has Cat, you know, to make him a better player as well. So I personally think he has the better chance to become an all-star, you know, quicker. I think they both do, you know, take their teams to, I don't know, like not to the promised land, but I think they're obviously key points and then they both probably become all-stars in the uh, near future. The one person I guess we've left out with is Wiseman, so – I think if you want, you can touch on, you know, kind of what you think of him. Obviously, he's a traditional center. Um, uh, I would, from what I know, I would, he's a traditional center, but he can do more than the average center. Uh, mm -hmm. Him being in my brother's class, like, I, 
once my brother started playing in high school a little bit, I was interested in high school. So I look up maybe two, four, seven and stuff. And he was always at mm -hmm. the top of the chart. And I would do like, I might do games for the book at Lake Point. So I've seen him a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I've seen him play like his offensive game for a seven footer is pretty advanced. His feet work, all that. Exactly. I don't yeah. think it's a defensive liability. I think he just needs to get a little bit stronger, but mm -hmm. he'll definitely strive because I mean, Clay being out will hurt, but yeah, it looks like, you know, Steph, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, they have some solid pieces. I think he's just yeah. going to get singled up on a lot of centers and his offensive game is skilled. So I feel like he'll feast at times, but we'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised if he got rookie of the year. Cause he could be, I could see him being a dominant big in the future, especially mm -hmm. being coached by Penny Hardaway. He, uh, yeah. he taught him a lot of stuff. And like they said in the draft video, he used to watch Shaq's film all the time. So I'm not saying he's Shaq, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I could see him being a very dominant big. But I I just don't know. I don't. I think it's between Lamelo and Edwards if we're talking about Rookie of the Year. But long term mm -hmm. success, it, it's a toss up. We don't know yet. We never. We never know. Exactly. Yeah. With uh, do you think he steps right in and you know becomes that starting center for them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, the center, if I'm not mistaken, is Kevin Looney. Yeah, he'll beat him out. I'm not worried about <laughs> that. Do they, uh, is Willie, uh, Willie Collie Stein still under contract or he's, uh, uh I think he might be, yeah. uh, he might be, but I still, but they, yeah, they, their games are different anyway. So I yeah. feel like, yeah, like he kind of was forced to, you know, be that starting center this year, but he can spread the floor though a little bit. I'm not saying he'll be shooting threes. I don't think they want him out there shooting three. Yeah. never he, he can definitely spread the floor and hit, you know, 15 to 18 footers on a consistent yeah. basis. But. Yeah. And we, though we only got a small sample of it from Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Them three games he dominated. He was a double double machine. I think he averaged twenty and ten. Yeah, um, that's so life for him. Yeah. And one more thing. One yeah. more thing, really quick about Edwards. The only reason why I'm saying Lamelo first is because of the situation and like think about it. If he's gonna be all star, that means he's probably gonna. The West is loaded, so he's good. Wait, Minnesota's the East. I'm tripping, right? Nah, Minnesota's in West. West too. Yeah, it's teams yeah. that look seem like they should be in the East, but they're in the West. But yeah, they're in the West. Yeah, he he would have to beat out like D'Lo and a whole bunch. I think you have to beat out if you want to be an all star. He have to beat out D'Lo because they're basically mm -hmm. playing the same position. And I don't really see in that see that happening that early. Like, yeah, I don't think he'll be the leading scorer on the team or something like that. That'll be the only way he'd be an all star. I think is a rookie pretty early. But yeah, we shall see. We never know. Yep, that is never true. Know. But like I said, top three picks. We kind of know who was going where and what they should do. They, I feel like they all have a chance to this year. You know, definitely make a big impact on their teams. I think they'll you know. Whether they're starting or not, they'll come in and play huge minutes for sure. Um, but after one through three, like I said, we kind of saw them going to where they went. Uh, but four, the four pick definitely kind of surprised me. And that kind of opened up the draft for everyone else, in my opinion. As you guys can see, the Bulls went with Patrick Williams. And I kept tweeting all day that, you know, I personally knew the Bulls was going to shake it up early. And, you know, they went with a six man, I guess six man of the year, but still a six man. Um yeah before all the all you know all the talent that was afterwards so personally that's who i think went too high but before i get into that uh who do you personally think may have went too high uh we we're pretty much agreeing <laughs> on this one he's a florida state guy too so you would expect yeah that's what i was about to say he he was a six man the upside must be crazy i didn't watch too much florida state basketball but when i did he didn't really you know jump off my screen Mm -hmm. uh Devin did Devin Vassell probably did more than him but exactly, he, he yeah. definitely had some upside and if he was six man of the year he was a pretty pretty solid player but I feel like the Bulls reached I know they have a bunch of needs they just they need a lot of help but mm -hmm. I feel like they reached for this pick yeah I think it was a reach pick as well um given like you said or like I said all the talent that you can see afterwards they have like I guess like for them what they're thinking is they're set at guard but you know there's still so many so much rumblings about uh 
Levine possibly, you know, being traded or not being traded yeah. or whatever. So I thought they may go guard. Um, even though with their bigs too, they've been having problems with their bigs being traded. Wendell Carter was rumored to go to Golden have, State. Uh, what about what's his name? Think about this. They have he must be playing the three because they have uh marketing mm-hmm. and Wendell Carter, and those yeah. are your four and five. So I think he might be playing on the wing, but you can possibly. finish that still thinking. Yeah. And they got well, they still got uh what you got? I think picked up his option. Auto, they auto border. They got, they got a bunch of yeah. They got a bunch of you know pieces. Like I said, guard wise, I'm pretty sure they're going with Kobe. And um, like I said, there's still so many rumbles about Levine. I don't know if they're gonna keep him or not. But whether they do or not, I thought I personally thought they may go guard. Um, or like you said, wing, like somewhere that can play combo, like guard wing, like two three spot. Um, and I guess I think that's, I think he's a supposed to be a stretch four, three yeah, or four. Yeah. So I'm like. I don't know. It, it to me, like I said, it was a reach. I I kind of saw it as a um as a Hawks fan. I'm like thinking it was a, a 2005 move when we went and got uh Marvin Williams instead of possibility having CP3. So mm-hmm. like, you know that year Marvin Williams was also six man of the year for North Carolina, and I was just like, you know, I was young, but I still was kind of quite. I was happy because I'm a Hawks fan and North Carolina fan, so I was like, cool to have a Tar Heel on the team. But you know, as we can see. The careers that's panning out obviously both don't have a ring but you know cp3 has had the more successful career as a whole so that's kind of what i'm looking at it as of now i don't know maybe their front office has some type of game plan they know where they want to use them or how they want to use them um and maybe if it's in the scheme that they're looking to you know go forward with with uh billy donovan but i don't know it was a head scratcher to me like i said look at how much talent there was left on the uh on the board whether you do have a specific role for him or not um even the guy right after him you know, probably going to be in the same, you know, in the same position, playing the same type of position and for the same need. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't know. That's that's them. But that's our two too high. So who do you think possibly went too low, in your opinion? Uh, you can go first on this one. I'm still a little somewhat undecided. Yeah, I um, I I don't know. I, it was a toss up for me um, with uh Tyrese Maxey, and I know it's not on here. Well, it is on here, but he got traded to Denver instead. Um, the Bucks picked him up, RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like, what was that? Yeah, it's 21 and 24. It was really a toss-up. Personally, I think uh, I mean Tyrese Mac both of these guys at one point they were rumored, you know, to be uh be lottery picks easily. Um, but I guess, you know, as the draft neared. They both their stock, I guess, you know, fell a little bit. I guess just because of the needs and you know all the movement, what things been or what the top teams in this lottery been, you know, wanting to do with their organization. But I personally think, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I'm gonna I'm gonna go RJ just because um, Denver picked him up. And the last few years, they've been hitting on picks that you know names yeah, may fly on the radars or like yeah, young guys that you know. They wanted they're they're willing to take a chance on and they've been able to, you know, mold them into diamonds and stuff like, you know, Jamal Murray. I think he was still a pretty high pick, but you know, Jamal Murray, they've had success with um what you call it. They got ball last year. They have uh I forgot the one kid name, number 35 though, but he played really well in times in the playoffs when they had to insert him. Um and just overall, oh, Michael Porter Jr., obviously they took a chance on him, even with them being injured. Yeah, so it's like all these kids, all these people, all these kids that they, you know, taking chances on and drafting every like the last few years, last like past four years, I've been paying attention to whoever they draft. I feel like they're eventually become a star. 
um, in their own right. So I personally, I think I'd go with him. But overall, I mean, Maxine probably is going to end up being the one just because of, I think, like the moves that they made on draft night. Um, Maury, yeah, I think it, it's going to open up. It's going to basically play into Maxie's hands. He's uh, it's pretty much wide open for him. They already got a ball handler in Ben Simmons to kind of direct the floor and everything. And Maxie's a, just a go a guard that goes and, and scores. So he's, yeah. I think he's going to be inserted into a, into a system that's going to be able or allows him to do that um, essentially. So I think personally he might be the steal of the draft. Like I said, being a guy that was rumored to go, you know, somewhere between one and 10, one and 12 and, you know, to get him at 21 and then all the other moves they made by, you know, getting Danny green, um, whether they keep him or not, uh, Seth Curry, yeah, they got off the books. Uh, Darren Morey made. He yeah. surrounded uh, Embiid and Simmons with a lot of shooters. Just shooters, exactly. And like I said, just another you know score. He can shoot and he can you know get to the basket, create his own shot as well. So, I mean, those are my two picks. Those are the ones I was you know kind of going between, just because like I said, Denver has been able to get diamonds in the rough, and then Maxie's just a go guard that was supposed to go way higher than where he got you know chosen at. So that's kind of like where I'm at with it. Um, for me, mine is. To be honest, it's not that far off. I feel like it's Obi Toppin just because over the course of the draft process, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning, he was regarded as maybe the top three, top four prospect. Like some in some mock drafts, they had him going for Edwards before Lamelo Ball. But mm-hmm. um, it's not really too many people that I feel like went too low. You know, a lot of teams have different needs, but I just I feel like the Bulls couldn't have go couldn't have gone wrong with uh, taking uh, Obi Toppin. He he can play the he can play stretch four exactly. Yeah, they're thinking about moving Wendell Carter. That's a perfect fit. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cavs as well. They could have taken them. It wouldn't hurt to have what what wings do they have that are very good? They have all they have is their guards are yeah. They've been guard heavy last few uh, yeah. drafts. So why not get a wing that can an offensive wing? He has a high motor, so he's going to give you effort on both ends. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he should have gone earlier. Eight's not bad. If I got drafted eight, I wouldn't be mad. But yeah. I could have seen him being a top five pick. And I feel like after Edwards, Lamella Ball, and Wiseman, he was the best available player at that time. Yeah. And I'm not mad about this because Cole Anthony is going to my team, but I feel like <laughs> people are sleeping on him. Top 15 is not bad, but I just feel yeah. like he's a better player. His one year at UNC and even from high school watching him play, he's a do-it-all guard, explosive guard at that. And uh, Kyra Lewis is better than him, but I mean, well, he got drafted higher than him, but I mm-hmm. think be a better overall, better overall. yeah so i feel like he uh he should have gone a little higher as well yeah i could see that as well me being a unc fan you know i feel like his his one year at unc just kind of was you know derailed obviously yeah, hurt too, right? yeah as i say with the injury yeah. it just got derailed and when he came back like he wasn't he wasn't really the same and then at that point the season was kind of lost so i think it wasn't just all on him it was a lot yeah. you know just riding up with the players like overall like we was losing real close games like losing in the overtime by two or losing by, you know, last second shots that either we shot and didn't go in or other teams were shooting and, and went in. So it's like, it was a lot of really close games to where like, I feel like if he was healthy or if, you know, he never got hurt and continued to play that we probably would have pulled out. And although the season never concluded, like we probably would have been in a better position and standing there where we was. But like you said, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. As we can see, that first game he had explosive. I think he, I forgot the record he said, but he said some type of record. Maybe most that. points. I, I think that. most points scored for you know a rookie in, or a freshman in their debut or whatever, true freshman in their debut. So I think it was like somewhere like 33, 35, somewhere in there. But basically, like you said, he I think he's highly slept on. He's another like go guard that can score, but you can also facilitate as well. 
Um, and I think y'all got a, a good pickup in him as well. So yeah, I don't um I, I like the pick going off a little off topic a little bit. Uh with mm-hmm. DJ, DJ Augustine getting a little older. Mm-hmm. That I'm not we have forwards, we have Vucevic, we have Aaron Gordon, we have Jonathan Isaac. So we were good. We just needed to load up on a couple of guards. And him and Markel Fultz, it, I don't mind them fighting for the spot. That'll probably bring the best out of Markel Fultz. Yeah. As he progressed over the years. So we'll see what we have pretty soon. And I like the pick. We're already yeah. trending upwards, I feel like, because we made the playoffs as an eight seed the past couple of years with not too much talent, but we're slowly adding more talent. So I'm excited to see what, what the future holds in about the next, not this year, but I say after next year, they might start making a yeah. little noise in the East, you know, but yeah, yeah. those are my yeah. two guys for me. Yeah. Be before we, uh, I guess before we hop over to, um, I guess talking about our teams and stuff as well, even though we just did a little bit, but we'll talk a little bit more about our teams and the moves they made. Actually, no, we'll talk about that first. And then before we, you know, after that, we'll do the steals of the draft. So, um, we can talk about the second round picks. I know you don't. We don't have any up. I don't even know if you had any second round picks, but obviously your team's Orlando. Um, I guess you can talk about maybe the guys that you guys got, and then some moves that you potentially are possibly making. Do you guys think you get rid of Aaron Gordon, or is he uh is he uh, kept throughout the season? I think we're gonna keep him. I saw something really really crazy that I did not like, and it was a Russell <laughs> Westbrook Aaron Gordon trade. I'm oh, like, yeah. that sounds terrible. We can we can bring Russ in if we're trying to fill the seats, which we might be. But if you're trying to win games, I don't think Russ is the best guy. We already mm-hmm. he's a he's a me person. I'm not trying to call him selfish, but he doesn't he winning doesn't really follow him. I don't think so. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. he might have a positive record record, but you don't. Uh, he's not the guy you want to lead in your franchise if you're trying to win yeah. a championship. If you can't win it with Kev- Kevin Durant, if you're not working out like over after all these years, you got to understand that. It, it's not everybody else. It's the problem. It might be him. And that's mm-hmm. what we're starting to realize. So I just, that wasn't a good move. I, I did not like that. I, I hope we hold on to Aaron Gordon, but right now I don't know what moves we should make. Like we just got to see what we have. Our one through five is not set, but if in the future in free agency, I would like to see us add another shooter, maybe Bogdanovich uh, mm-hmm. from the Kings or everybody wants him. Yeah. Now nah, he's a sniper. But yeah. Either him or next year in the draft, we should go. I think we should go for a wing, a scoring wing, because our our one position should be set with Cole Anthony. Fultz maybe at the two, or I don't know how that's gonna work out, but we're we're pretty set. Jonathan Isaac has a show a little more, but Aaron Gordon and Vucevic are holding it down at the four and five. So I feel like if we fill in that one little piece at the three or the wing spot, we'll be in some good shape. But it's gonna take some time. I don't expect us to contend for real. Like mm-hmm. I expect us to be the eight seed or seven seed and lose yeah. in the first round, but we need once once we add a couple more players, a couple more wings, or some more uh, offensive centered players, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a nice little bubble, nice little yeah. bubble run. So yeah, we're, we're not bad. Say, y'all still like I don't know, just in the middle of the road type team. Like y'all got pieces, but it's like I don't know. It's like I don't know what what piece is gonna eventually put y'all. Well, I don't know what piece is gonna want to come to Orlando that's gonna eventually put y'all over the hump. Yeah. It's gonna so, take some time though. I'm being, yeah. I'm being patient. It is what it is. Yeah. At least we're trending upwards. Like if we were trending exactly. down, like Florida State, I have no hope for Florida State. But the Magic, I have a little bit of hope. Exactly. But yeah. I um, what was I about to say? I personally, I like I say what you just said about with Russ. Like I feel like I think it was a week or two ago it came out reports that I don't know if they were real or not. They're probably fake. But talking about he kind of wants to return to that like you know ball dominant like facilitator role. Um, that he played with OKC, so it's like 
I guess Orlando would be a place he could do that in a sense. But obviously, like you, you said, being a fan, yeah, you don't want that. You don't need yeah. that. But it does sound like a, a, a market that, you know, could possibly use them. But yeah, I would I wouldn't even like the fit. I wouldn't even like to see him in a Orlando jersey. I feel like that's just we're yeah, not gonna do anything. We're paying him, we're gonna be paying him 40 million dollars a year just for the A seed and to fill up maybe to fill up seats. I know it's all about business, but we're trying to win yeah. games over here as a fan. I don't care about <laughs> filling up the seats. We could we could black out every game in Orlando, it not even be shown on TV in Florida, but I'd rather us win games. I don't care about I don't care about filling up seats. Yeah, yeah. I um I don't know. I guess the Hawks, I know you probably obviously being you know from Atlanta in here too, you can comment um on us too. But I don't know. I liked I like the draft pick. I was either hoping we got Obi or we got uh a NECA. And I'm honestly more glad we got a NECA because he's more, you know, he's more known so for his defense. The offense is gonna eventually come, and that's all we need help with. I think we was like last in efficiency and defense, um, either last or second to last last year. So like our whole team. Like we just we have holes defensively, and I think he he'll patch that up pretty quickly. I was a little upset that they traded Deadman because I thought he would be like that, you know, that veteran <laughs> voice to kind of help him, you know, within his first year and his rookie year. But everyone keeps saying like, you know, our front court we've been so crowded, and uh, you know, getting rid of him basically opened it up for him to play a little bit. But I'm just like, it's only we only got five bigs, and our bigs not even really big bigs. Like John Collins ain't no super big. Like you know, he's a stretch ask that, Really quick, really quick. Yeah. I know you said you like the pick, but where is he gonna go with uh, Capella? I know John Collins at the four, that's, Capella at that's the five. What I'm saying it's yeah. uh, and that's why some people were rumored like they think we possibly might, which I don't think is gonna. It was a few days ago because I think he wants to go to Indiana now, but going to sign and trade um and get Gordon Hayward, which I would, I'm so against. I swear to God, I would. Hey man, I was about I'm, to say that. I'm like, why? Why is he such a hot topic? <laughs> super hot topic for no reason. I mean, he's a solid player, even. With coming off an injury and everything he was doing with last year, he's had he had a solid year number wise. But I just personally, I don't know. Like, I just personally don't think he would fit one our culture and just like our style of play. Like, he's a solid, a solid piece. Like, you know, he's a two a little nice two way player to have. You know, veteran. You know, we you can get him the ball. He can score. Um, if you need a bucket, but I don't know. It's just like he's too hot of a commodity for me. And I don't, I don't see why everyone loves him so much, especially for. I mean, he just declined the, you know, his player option. His player option, which now I think he'll get a little less money, a little bit more years. Um, maybe that's what he was aiming for and hoping for. But like I said, I think he's just a little bit, especially like now, like obviously this year, and I'm about to get to it. Like we got so much money to spend, so it's like we're leaked, linked to like every free agent like that can possibly like need or want or ask for big money. So mm-hmm. he was one of them. I'm just like, there's no way, there's no way we gonna, we would go after him. So it's like kill all the noise. But I feel like he I, would go ahead. No, no, nah, nah, what was you about to say? I was gonna say real quick, I feel like he would stunt the growth of uh Kevin yeah. Hunter, um geez, what's his name? Cam Reddish, because they kind of yeah. played the same position. Exactly like yeah. Reddish, Hunter, and um Horther, Kevin. So yeah, that's what I was saying. I couldn't say the last name right. Yeah, Herther, Herther. Yeah, I'd be messing it up as well. I just thought it'd be like Kevin or whatever whatever they call him. I think they call him, you know, red something, but uh it definitely would, like I said, they Kevin being his third year, um, along with Trey, and then the other two guys, obviously in their second year, and I think they just need more time to play together and grow. Like obviously, I think we should have like a veteran or two. That's what Vince was there for. We had well Evan Turner for a little bit. Um, so like they do probably need a few like veteran. 
veterans in that same position and kind of, you know, help them along the way. But I think they need to be, you know, in the prime position, playing most of the minutes, starting um, if they're not starting. And uh, I think it would stunt the growth for sure. So I don't know, like front court wise, like going back to the Deadman trade, I didn't really like it because we're bringing in Tony Stale. And I know why they did it. Obviously, it's just a expiring contract for next year, which I'm guessing they're thinking and hoping to make some big moves next year in free agency because it's supposed to be more big names, obviously, available than this year. Uh, so, I mean, that they're playing a the long ball game still. You know, we're rebuilding. But at the same time, I think it's still a little bit of pressure for us to make the playoffs this year which I personally think we would have made it last year if John Collins wasn't suspended 25 games because we was only, what, I think four games back from Washington who, you know, got invited to the bubble. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure John Collins could have made up four games. We would have won four games with him in, you know, those 25 that he missed. So I don't know. It, I like the direction that we're going. Like I said, we're still young, but I think depending on, I don't know, there's no news coming out for us yet. Whoever we add in free agency this year kind of may boost us a little bit, um, you know, into to a seven AFC spot because I think we can contend and you know compete with you know y'all like Orlando or whoever else is vying for that eighth spot in our, in the uh in the East Washington teams like that I think we have the you know the talent um to do so and bringing in a defensive minded coach like Nate McMillan as well on the staff I think just all of it together they're formulating a a, a good core cohesive unit that can you know be able to to win some games this year, but like you said, we'll, we'll just see um, overall. But like I said, I like the pick with Oneka. I even like our second round pick, Skylar Mays at LSU. Mm -hmm. You just Good seem like a smooth, like a smart, smooth player, you know, and that's, you know, something that we need. I think he's, I don't know how much he plays this year, but uh, they said he's a nice two-way player. He can play both um, defensively, can play, you know, on the on the other team's, you know, biggest guard or more, more athletic guard, which – which is what we need because Trey Young isn't guarding really anybody. Yeah, he's getting his buckets. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I don't know how much he plays, but I think that was a nice little piece to add. But personally, I think this year, and everybody's been talking so much about we need another guard that can, you know, sh like pretty much play Clay to, you know, Trace, uh, Steph. But I think personally, I don't know if it's just me. I've been thinking, like, Cam can do that. Like last yeah. year, like on his struggles in the beginning was only offensively, and, and that started to change after the All Star break. So he's a you know a bigger two. I think was at six eight six nine, like something crazy. He's pretty tall. Um, not six nine, my fault. Probably like six seven, six eight. But he's yeah. some, somewhere somewhere tall you know, in that tall space or whatever. And he's you know long and athletic. And defensively, he had a good. I think I don't have the number in front of me, but defensive uh defensive efficiency last year. So. I think he can do that. I think he could beat a clay to, you know, Trey Steph. So I don't really know what's the fuss about us getting another, you know, guard that can do that. I guess it's just another backup point guard, but you know, they got Brandon Goodwin as well. Maybe I'm just yeah, high. Maybe guy. yeah. Maybe I'm just high on the high on my Hawks because, you know, they're my Hawks. I get to see him up close. And we both seen Brandon Goodwin up close, seeing what he can do. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like they're in a good spot, good position. Just depends on how they spend this money um the next few hours. So all right, real quick. I guess the last point we'll hit on before we you know, switch over to football. Uh, who do you believe is your uh, steal of the draft? My steal of the draft. Um, I feel like I feel like Josh Green is underrated. Uh, seeing him from high school as well, transition to Arizona. Uh, I mm -hmm. feel like he's gonna help out with Luca a little. I know Luca's running the point. I don't. I don't know how that's gonna work because Josh Green's only like six three, but he's a very explosive guard. I could. Mm -hmm. I could see him just, you know, 
flying under the radar. He wasn't the biggest name, but I've seen him play on multiple occasions, and I like what I've seen. Yeah, I feel like he'll fit well in that system. He plays yeah. D two, so we shall see. But from the first round, that's my that's my steal of the draft. I feel like, yeah, or R J Hampton only because we didn't really get to see him play because he yeah. was overseas and stuff. Exactly. But he's a solid. He's I think he's six five, six six, and he could play the one through three. Yeah. So he's yeah, I think he's six six. Take and a little pressure off of Giannis, you know, help out with Eric Bledsoe, and they just got Drew Holiday. So I I really don't know. They have. They have some nice wings and guard play coming. So. Yeah. Like well, no, was- they you remember he got traded to the Nuggets. That's why I said that's the one. I think he went too low. Yeah, yeah my fault, my fault. yeah I know, but he. That's what I'm saying. Like just everybody at the Nuggets draft, I just keep an eye on. So I'm. I think he if if not him, I got like three steals of the draft. I don't even know. Like I, I think I mixed in the steals of the drafts with when it going too low. But R.J. Hampton um was definitely one. But I think who someone that's real interesting. Or will be real interesting um, to see. Uh, will be Devin Devin Vassell. Because um, yeah. obviously we haven't seen the Spurs draft this high in a really long time, and he just seems like a guy that's going to fit really well in that type of system with popping everybody. So I don't know. You know, I think personally, like I said, I, I didn't get to see him too too much. I know he went to Peachy Ridge. I got to see a little bit. Not obviously yeah, like, not in person, him. but yeah. yeah. We watched him a little bit just because he's been in the area, but I don't know something about him being. You can play both sides of the ball, you know. He's long too. He, he's long. I'm not yeah. saying he's like he reminds me of Kawhi. I'm not saying he's going to end up being Kawhi, but when Kawhi mm-hmm. first came in the league, he played D. He could shoot mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know he used his length. He just he played both ways, and I feel like over time, how Kawhi did, Evan could develop an yep. offensive mid range game. He can already exactly. shoot. Trust me, he can shoot. I've yeah. Seen when he was 16, but exactly. And the Spurs have a great developmental program, so I mm-hmm. feel like that's a, like they'll they'll get him right. I could see I see a lot of Kawhi Leonard in him for real. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll break out onto the scene like that. Defensive Player of the Year like three times, yeah. but I see I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, he took the words right out. That's kind of the direction I was going, and that's all I was saying. Like you said, they have a great de- no player development system. Everybody that goes to them somehow, some ways, whether they're a low name or high name, like. They 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 play well, you know. Yeah. White and all those other guys that they got over there now. He was undrafted, I think. Yeah, like I said, they bring they just they form and mold people in, into you know to greatness in a sense. So like yeah. I said, I kind of see him going. I can see him going that direction because coming out of college, obviously Kawhi wasn't really known for his offensive game either. He's more known. He he knew we knew he can play offense. He he can you know produce points, but just more known. Like I said, he's long, athletic, and. You know, it kind of like a, a defensive stopper. So I think I can see him forming into like that quality. Like I said, we're not going, you know, jump ahead of ourselves and say yeah. he's going to be that. But you know, it's a possibility. So I mean, I, I can see it. I wouldn't be surprised. I exactly. So I just can't say that because Kawhi has two rings and two mm-hmm. defense every year. So I can't really. Exactly. Yeah. And real quick, I guess before we switch over to uh to the NFL, I just got a little report that popped up on my screen that. Uh, what you call it? Sign, signing with us, Gallinari. Um, Sign so, with the Hawk. Yeah, three years, 61, 61 mil, something like that, sixty-one point five. So I mean, that'll be that's gonna be interesting. He's been a solid pro his whole career. He's never exactly. been, you know, an he's never been that guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not a scrub for sure. He's not a yeah. Scrub. So I mean, I'm just worried about injury. Injury wise, he's he used to be pretty injury prone. He used to be you know out for long extended periods of time, but this past year. I think these past two years he's been relatively healthy. He had a solid year with OKC, um, 
And they kept saying his name, but I just didn't feel like they, that he would, you know, sign with us. But I mean, cool. I, I like guess that. it'd be interesting. I mean, nice little move because, like I said, it's it should help us trend towards that playoff run. We should be somewhere in this seven eight seed spot. And him and Rondo were the two that's rumored that you know that we should be signing and, and will pick up. I would like Rondo. I would like the Rondo pickup. I would like it a lot, actually. Um, like I said, it just gives another 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 veteran in the locker room, another ball handler that could come in and facilitate when Trey's out. And Rondo obviously plays defense as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If we get both those guys, I'll be pretty happy. I also saw Dwight Howard. He's going to the 76ers, which is interesting. I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You, yeah. I did not see that. That's, it just popped up. Like, literally just popped up. So That's wild. Yeah, it's really – it's crazy. Because, like, I think earlier he had tweeted – um. You're staying with the Lakers. I just exactly. saw that before we started the show. That's why that caught me off guard. Yeah, and he deleted the tweet. And then now he's going to Philly, which is I don't know. I kind of like that a little bit as well. They replaced yeah. They replaced Horford, but I don't know. They replaced Horford with which, Danny Green. Yeah, I mean both of them. Danny Green to the Thunder, and then they traded the Thunder got uh, Horford. I'm just thinking about the. I don't know. I'm thinking about. I guess I, obviously, yeah, the lineup. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about. The no, lineup. I think the for sure. Yeah, of course he's coming off the bench. Yeah. I think it's like he probably you know coming for. I don't see him and the B being really able to play side by side. Yeah, and you know they. Yeah. I think they did that as insurance too, because you know Embiid he he doesn't really take care of his weight. If he did, he'd be a better player. But mm-hmm. he's bug him. He's he misses games that he he might he's good for missing ten to fifteen games a season. So that's mm-hmm. a good little backup insurance. Yeah. Yeah, but we gotta see what the Lakers do now. I don't know if they're gonna resign Javale or not. Or what? Javale picked up his option. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, I don't know. Javale so he's so damn goofy to me. I can't even play anywhere else. Yeah. The Lakers cut his minutes out. That's so why I'm saying. That's why he had to pick it up because he knew, like, <laughs> especially like the playoff run. He started seeing like obviously it was zero minutes. Yeah, because of game planning and I guess obviously the team that they were playing and everything. But even in spots that he could have played, Dwight took over. So. Yeah. I feel like I, I was smart on his uh, in to pick up that player option, but like I said, they feel like they need another big or two to kind of repeat the same thing that they same process that they did last year. But I kind of already like what they're doing. They got Schroeder in the trade, and they got West um, Wesley Matthews, which I'm might sure. mean that Brett, uh, Bradley's gone. But so I think they need to add another wing, um, kind of shooting shooting or a three and D type wing, and then um, another big for sure. And they probably should be straight. But overall, I think they've upgraded a little bit more than last year. In my opinion, but mm-hmm. uh, yep. I'm that's the NBA real quick. We'll just go ahead. We'll go ahead and switch over to uh Thursday night football. Had a nice little prime matchup between Seahawks and uh Cardinals. This kind of took the back seat to um mm-hmm. our verses, which we'll get to in a second. But um, it's still overall is a pretty good game. I was tuned in because obviously it's you know football is a nice little NFC West matchup, and they're all tied up top. Uh, well, not anymore because Seattle won, but they were tied at the top of the NFC West. And because I got Russell Wilson and Carlos Hyde in my uh, fantasy team, but overall, kind of just you know, your thoughts and, and you know, initial reaction uh, to the game and how it kind of played out. Uh, it was it was another good game. Um, not much I can really say is what I expected. The first matchup was a was a thriller. Went to OT. I really expected nothing, nothing less. Uh, both teams play well at times. I feel like. Seattle got a boost by getting Carlos uh, Dunlap in that trade. Well, no, 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 they signed him. Uh, I think he got released by the Bengals and they signed yeah. him. Having yeah. the game winning sack and another sack. But oh, uh, the game was good overall. Collar kind of got banged up. I don't think, I think he was hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was the same after he fell on the shoulder like that. Like 
A lot of his passes, the receivers were falling to their knees before they caught it. So his arm strength wasn't there. I know he's yeah. feeling it this morning because with the game going on, the adrenaline was there, so he didn't really feel it. But Exactly, yeah. He played a little role. But overall, there's not much I can really say. It was a good game. Uh, went down to the wire. And that's about it. I feel like the NFC West will go down to the wire because the Rams, from what I saw last week, they, they look good. They're, they got a pass rush now. Mm-hmm. not saying they didn't have one, but I'm talking about from the edges, not from the yeah. inside. Yeah, with Floyd. Um, yeah, Leonard Floyd. Yep. Coming in the ball. Uh, game overall, not not too much to talk about. Nobody really, really stood out. It was just a yeah, solid just, game. Yeah, overall. solid on both sides, honestly. It uh teams too. Yeah. I, I, sorry, my fault, bro. No, you good. Say. One thing I like that I saw in the game that the Cardinals are finally uh using utilizing Isaiah Simmons more. He's getting more and more snaps per week and he's making mm-hmm. more plays, so yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, because early in the season, um, I think it was Rumble's like he didn't really like or people would think he didn't really fit the scheme and stuff. And, you know. No, you just got to find Yeah, yeah exactly. You just gotta it, find he can fit in any scheme. Exactly. Like I said, I kept hearing his name all, all last night. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much all over the field. And that's the same thing he did at Clemson. So, like I said, I'm glad they utilized him a little bit more as well. That's why I, I'm glad you kind of said that because that's what I was about to say. Like, even though it's 28-21 still, I mean, I think it was more of a defensive yeah. matchup in a sense because, like you just said, like the, the game-winning play was a, a sack. Um, on fourth and 10 or something like that, something crazy. And, uh, you know, just overall, it was a lot of play. They, um, for on the Cardinals end, they frustrated, I think, Wilson a lot. He threw for under 200 yards. He threw 193. Yeah. yeah. He still threw what, two touchdowns, but he, he was frustrated a lot. He had to extend plays a lot. He had to move out of the pocket, um, scramble. They got a lot of good hits on him, a lot of QB rushes on him. Um, so, like I said, they, they made him uncomfortable for sure. And you can easily see that, even in these little, Clips that's coming up, you can see two of them. He's getting smacked in one and then about to get tackled in the other. So I think it was more of it, like, like I said, it wasn't a, a wow type game. It did come down to the end, um, come down to the wire. But overall, I think it was like a, a bigger defensive matchup in a sense. Um, a lot of uh, good football being played. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Who do you think wins the division out of these, uh, out of the three, like you just said, the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals? Um. That might have to be a topic for another day in this sense, because I would have to, before making a like real decision, I would have to look at the schedules, remaining schedules to see who mm-hmm. they have. But if I just had to just take a guess, I think Seattle, because of their experience, they're the only, I mean, the Rams have a little bit of experience, but they, the Seahawks have the more experienced quarterback, the more experienced mm-hmm. coach. And I feel like in those close games, they'll just make less mistakes, but it could they could send three. I don't know who wins the division. I, I could see them sending three in the NFC, which is saying yeah. something because the set, the NFC South has the Saints and the Bucks. Yep. And yep. what's the other division? The NFC North. Nah, they'll just send one. But yeah. we'll see, bro. I'm. A, but if I had to pick, I would go with the Seahawks. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with them too, just because the start of the year that they had and their biggest downfall is their defense. Yeah. Um, they had the worst defense. Uh, worst ranked defense in the uh, in the NFL. I know it's probably changed a little bit, but it's probably couldn't have changed much within these last few weeks. But I think uh, with the well getting Jamal Adams back because he was out a few games, and also Qua- uh, Quadron Diggs, um, the other safety, he was out a few games as well. But getting them back in the fold, and then obviously getting Carlos Dunlap to come off the edge and help rush. Um, and then you still got Bobby Wagner and K- uh, KJ Wright. I think eventually, like you said, and it kind of showed last night. They'll start to pick up momentum. As long as they're all able to stay healthy, they'll start to pick up momentum. That defense will just get better as the weeks go on, especially um, if the matchups get, you know, harder mm-hmm. and harder. 
as we can see. It definitely will come down to wire, but I think I'll pick the Seattle as well. I said, I think at the beginning of the year, I was hoping three would come out of um, NFC South because I thought the Falcons was going to have a little bit better of a year. But once I the first two weeks, I was like, nah, it's definitely going to be NFC West. Three, yeah. they're probably going to be sending three for sure. So I don't know. Um, it's still, you know, still a lot of football to be played. I don't, I, I think it's almost kind of sense. Like I said, it, it really just depends. The Rams got a tough matchup this week. I think they play who the, I think they play the Bucks this week. Um, I think they play the Bucks. Yeah, they play the Bucks this week. So it'll it'll be it'll be another it's another tough it's another tough matchup for the Rams defense, but it's also going to be um a tough matchup for the Bucks offense because they have so many pieces that they're still trying to figure out. They I feel like the first week with the, with uh, AB coming in the fold when they played the Saints, they was trying to force the ball to him too much or just force the ball throwing it downfield too much. They felt like they can just have an aerial attack and abandon the run. And last week, you know, they got back to running and then was able to, you know, play off of that. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough this week because the Rams do both really well. They can stop the pass and they can stop the run. So, it's like the Bucks have the option, I guess, to pass and run, but it's like kind of like which one are they going to attack? Which one are they going to be able to exploit? So, you said what? I was saying they, they're going to have to choose wisely. Exactly. They, uh I don't know that game. Like I watched the whole Seahawks game when they played the Rams, and they looked different. Like mm-hmm. Russ didn't know what to do. He was he made a couple bad decisions, but their yeah. defense was pretty. I don't know. They were just they flying were around. They just yeah. And then their offense is always good because you know McVay. He felt I wouldn't say he fall off. He fell off. He came back to earth a little bit from that one season, but he's still mm-hmm. a great play caller. Like his his cre- his creativity in the run game and in the pass game is. Him and Shanahan are uh, one and two in that that aspect. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not one and two, my fault. He Somewhere top five. Yeah, not, I'm not going in front of Andy Reid yet. Yeah. But, yeah. And Belenami, yeah. Um, and even Josh McDaniels, even yeah. like last few weeks, Patriots have been playing a little bit better. Um yeah, or at least been able to do you said what? I was saying he even got your boy T D pass. Yeah. No, I said I saw the creativity. Yeah, uh, Myers, the little play. Yeah, they got a I, I don't know. I've been waiting for it a little bit. I know he ain't played that much this season. Last four weeks, he's you know been coming on, but I uh I knew it would come eventually because you know with Elderman, they used it, they did it. Even Wes Welker, like these little quarterbacks, even though he's not yeah, little, he's like six two, but yeah, old like quarterbacks that used to play or wide receivers that used to play quarterback, they always give them one or two attempts. And I was like, this it's coming at some point. I just didn't think it was gonna come. I didn't think it was gonna come then in that moment because it was raining. The weather was crazy, but yeah. still was able to complete it. So, pretty pretty nice little play um, for them. But like I say, nice uh nice little Sunday or Thursday night football. This is one of the better matchups on a Thursday night. Typically, you know, we get the scrub matchups. Um, so, nice little game, and like I said, nice to see Seattle. You know, I guess pull it out, especially for me in fantasy because it's uh it's my money league. So, Russ got me like twenty seven, and then Carlos got me like seventeen. So that's solid for two players out of out of the lineup. But all right, switching gears real quick. Last little topic we're gonna hit on. Um, you know, we had to do it because we're two two boys, you know, living in Atlanta, Atlanta area. So we're gonna uh hit on Gucci Man versus Jeezy, of course. Uh like I said, that that was I had it on my phone and everything. That kind of was at the top of my list. I watched the game, of course, I was kind of going back and forth, but this uh this it was entertaining no, to I say the least. It was. Um very entertaining to say the least. 
it, it was a, it's a lot I think that we can get into uh, that's gonna that or a lot that could have unfolded. I don't know, but it, at the end, the end kind of made me question a lot. So I'm gonna kind of pose the question to you first before we get into one and go through the track list and everything. But do you think it was scripted at all? Scripted? Yeah. Uh, it was a corporate event for sure. Uh, it it might have been. I'm not positive, but it could have been. I, I'm not sure. What do you think about that? I don't know. It's because the end part, you know, it just the whole. Okay, <laughs> first off, the whole time, like obviously, we know. I don't know. I don't even know if I should tell the story because I'm pretty sure some people, you know, watching, they obviously know. But obviously, the backstory is they had beef for 15 years, and Gucci made that clear. That's probably the funniest part to me, honestly. When yeah. when uh, Jeezy said 20, <laughs> and then Gucci corrected him, so, yeah, so quick, you're like 15. Like that was probably the funniest part to me. But either anyway, they had beef. Jeezy tried to send his boy Pooch to, uh, I guess, do a job for him to kill Gucci. Gucci ended up killing him, put him in the dirt, and then. You know, they've held a grudge ever since. And obviously, as you can see, even Gucci came out with a, uh, cause at first time I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, he obviously made this shit like yet today. He just made this shit. Like, this is on the fly, made a little, uh, diss track. But, you know, ever since then, they've been going back and forth at it, whatever. But I don't know. From, for me, it made it seem like it was towards the end just cause like they switched up too quick. Like, I, you can, you can feel it. disrespectful the whole entire time. Yeah. <laughs> But like you can see, like at the end, like the switch up was just too quick for me. Like it wasn't like, which I don't know if it, it was just because like he knew that he kind of had to do it, and it was the last song, last round they had to do their song together, or whatever. Icy, but it's like it was too quick. Like the whole time he was mad, he was pissed, he was standing up, he was being disrespectful, like you said. And it's like at the end for him to kind of like you know say like let's do it and smile and everything, and then kind of like make amends and stuff. When the whole time he wasn't doing that. Like, I feel like if it wasn't scripted, he would have been doing that from the beginning. But, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe not scripted, but maybe they just knew that they had to provide some type of entertainment. Like, they they knew people was watching, just kind of wanting to see if that, you know, that animosity is still there or whatever. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe script is not the best word, but it does seem – it did seem a little weird. But whole time I was, like, you know – and I wish I would you know, put some tweets up or whatever, but they was describing it perfectly. Like, I was – I felt uncomfortable like the whole time. Like every time something was happening, like Gucci would say something like, you know, Gucci's uh what do he say? Oh, he played truth. Obviously, I was on like I was on the edge of my seat. He I didn't, he I didn't said, know what was gonna happen. Like, cause obviously you saw like yeah, you know, he had his little entourage and everything on, on in the corner. Um I don't know if it was little baby to me, it looked like little baby, but it was somebody over there that looked like little baby, little baby that uh what you call it, P over there. And, like, at first, Jeezy ain't have nobody on his side. So I was like, obviously, like you just said, it's a corporate event. Nothing was really going to go down or happen like that. But I was just like, you know, Gucci keep talking the way he's talking, and Jeezy just, you know, chilling. Who knows? Like, he's still – Like he said, he – what did he say? He was like, send another one. I'll put him in the dirt, too. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. He just I kept saying it. stuff. <laughs> like, this film got no filter. At all. And I was just like, oh, man, he tripping. Like – but like I said, I had to keep reminding myself, like, I understand. Even Jeezy said in the beginning when he came out with that first little, you know, I guess round one diss song, he was like, oh, man, this early? You know, I get it. I get it. Of course, you're going to understand because, you yeah. know, what you tried to do. But I don't know. Uh, just your thoughts. Like, I guess what was the funniest thing to you? Uh, what song was you glad to hear or just anything in, in general? Um, 
the funniest it was a it i don't have a specific part uh gucci just some of his comments in between the songs like what he was saying just had me dying like jeezy was just chilling yeah like i don't i don't want to curse on here but you know gucci would be like you a hoe and then <laughs> Jeezy would be like i own half of atlanta like they do, <laughs> they do goofy stuff uh yeah Jeezy was on a different type of timing than gucci obviously there but Gucci has a right to still be mad because if somebody sends somebody to kill you, yeah, I don't think I'd ever get over that. To be yeah, honest, that's really some unforgivable. Yeah. That's really unforgivable. Come on, bro. He sent him to put you down. Like if you didn't, if you wasn't aware and mm-hmm. defended yourself, you wouldn't be around. So exactly, I can never forgive him for that. But there's a lot of funny moments. Um, I'm glad Gucci played some of his old throwbacks, but I didn't like when he was playing. Well, he kept playing that new stuff. Yeah. That's what really like if we're gonna you know crown somebody that won and lost, yeah. that really what lost it for him. Cause every yeah. time he played that, I was like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was funny every time he was like, Man, that, all that oh shit, stop playing that oh shit. It's like that's from 07. I got new yeah, he's like playing my new hits, yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus no, like, I'm still playing my old. We're we're I feel like both of us had parents that have such a little, you know, old soul. So like mm-hmm. we were trying to listen to some of that music coming up, EGZ. Mm-hmm. Not Gucci, but I some of those Jeezy tracks. Like I remember listening to those mm-hmm. as a kid. Some of my yeah. favorite tracks. So yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I know Warren loves Jeezy. I know Jeezy and Rick Ross. I think his top two. I think he likes them a lot. But yeah, like just overall, I think like you just said, somebody said it too. I just it just reminded me. They was like they said Jeezy won the battle, but Gucci won something. I don't know what it is, but he won something. Like. He he like he's just a comedian. Like he was there, he knew knew what he was doing, what he was yeah. saying. Like even when he was talking about his outfit, he was like, My my uh my fit costs ten thousand, my t- cost ten thousand racks. And then Jeezy like, you know, I don't got no fit that costs, you know, ten thousand, but I own half of Atlanta. And then all the, <laughs> the tweets and everything, everybody kept going, you know. Well, he had Jeezy had me dying just the way he was responding. It's yeah into it but uh once he wasn't even out, giving no stories either like he would just go right into the song he'd say something slick and then just go into the song and start performing no like, that's must see tv bro like this is i watched some of the verses but this one i literally watch it from start to finish like yeah. i had the game pulled up and verses on my phone pulled up at the same time exactly same like same here because um I just I just couldn't miss it. Like one thing I knew though, they wasn't I, I didn't pull it up right at eight because I already knew they was gonna come out late. They came out like a whole hour late. Yeah, all the time. But just for the people, I, I really thought like they probably can't even see all of this. Um, but it really felt like they played way more than 25 songs as a whole. I just at a point like towards the middle, like I was still listening, but I was like, I know they about both of them about 30 deep, like into catalog because I like it's a, it's a bunch, but maybe it was just like the the, the talking and, and going. Well, not even the talking, but just like they were late, and like it was like damn near ten. And I'm like, oh, they don't even seem like they' about to be done. So I don't know, but but if I had to pick really quick, my favorite song from Gucci that I hadn't heard in a minute, uh, I would say probably Wasted or mm-hmm. I think I Love Her. That's one of my favorite songs from him. It was a lot of stuff he didn't play either. Everybody was mad he didn't play nothing he didn't play off of it either, did he? He didn't play nothing off of Trap House 3, like nothing. He didn't play yeah, was, um what you call it? The song, the title of the song just left me, but he didn't play a bunch of stuff off of Trap House 3. But they said Jeezy didn't play a lot either. I think he didn't play a few songs like off of inspiration. That's why I feel so, like Jeezy won though, because he has so many hits in the bag. I feel like he won based off what he played, and he still has some in the bag. So yeah. And it's like I don't that's what I'm saying. Could that also play into the scripted part? Because it's like yeah. why did why did 
why did uh Gucci not play anything off of Trap House 3? Like, yeah, like certify at least three, four bangers off of Trap House 3 instead of playing that new stuff with the Migos and that Bruno Mars one. That's the one that really, like, you know, bro, I can't even give it to you. I can't even respect that one. Like, I forgot the name of that song, but I'm like, I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to listen to that. That's not what I'm here for. And that's not what Jeezy was there for either. Like you playing uh playing Bruno Mars in a in a versus. I'm sorry, Bruno Mars, you know, he's yeah. a, a cool little, you know, artist or whatever. But it, this wasn't this wasn't I wasn't the scene for that. Yeah, at all. So I'm just like, and he was he was singing it for real. Like he like <laughs> was into it. I'm like, nah, bro, change this, cut it quick. But I don't know. I guess we can go through this round by round. Like some of them might it might kind of go over our heads, but I think personally, I think Jeezy won it as well. I know there's a lot of people um a little bit biased to Gucci, but from Atlanta, yeah, on uh old Gucci, fat Gucci, yeah. Which like I say they can't like, but they gotta be real themselves. He didn't even play like I said, he didn't even play all the stuff that he should have played. Based off so, what I heard, Jeezy won. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll say just song wise, like if we're going hit like hit for hit songs that they play, Jeezy for sure won. And but, then he- one of the big best, well, not one of his best throwbacks, but for me as a child, like Soul Survivor was one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. He played that towards the end. So, you know, he played which one he played towards the end? I like, I forgot. Uh, what was it? I can't even see it on here. Put on, I remember nah, he it was, um, god damn it, it was, it was like, I think it was around. Oh, yeah, it is. Tra- I think Trap Star, no, mm-hmm. no, it Trap Star and Get Your Mind, right? Yeah, I think it was also, yeah. So, which was the response to Truth, which, like I said, that's when it got a little chippy and they start, you know, going back and forth and talking. That's when um they said Martin Luther Jeezy because he wanted to try to play peace with, uh, yeah. with Gucci and Gucci wasn't having none of it. Like, after he stopped talking, he was just like, yeah, bro, like, shut up. And then went into his next song. But I don't know. It was, it was nice to see them, you know, just come together as a whole. It was funny though because one thing I didn't know was like, cause didn't you hear the rumor like Ti was supposed to do it at first with Young uh, with Jeezy, yeah. and mm-hmm. then like Jeezy was like, nah, I really wanted to do it with Gucci, and then they ended up just scrapping Ti, and he had to be in the comments, and he was going back and forth with somebody in the comments. I don't even know who it was, but it's just funny how it all played out. Like they just kicked they just kicked Ti off because they was like, oh yeah, this is definitely gonna be bigger, um, with with, with Gucci. So, but it was nice to see overall that they just came together, was able to do this um in some form or capacity whether it was you know they kept the respect factor there or not but it was just nice to see for the city and just you know for everybody as a whole but like i said i think i think gucci took it um was it 24 out of because 25 obviously the, the song they did together you can't give it to nobody but out of the 24 i think i went through it by myself and i personally think i think i gave him like i think i gave him 14 other songs yeah Cause those the I it might have been fifteen because those two like I said the one with Bruno Mars and the one with Migos I was like I don't even care what Jeezy play you're not winning that you're not winning that round I really don't know why he played I get the bag like when that came on I'm like what are you it really like I said they were mood killers for me that's when I started that's when I when he started playing something like that that's when I went to I paid started paying attention to uh the game yep to the game but but yeah uh, overall I got Jeezy winning I don't care what you guys say. You can be biased if you want. I I listen to more Gucci than I did Jeezy, to be honest, growing yeah. up. So that's what I was about to say too. Yeah, it, it, that's the, the the I guess the irony, you know, because I did too. Like Gucci would definitely play a lot more, even though like 
I'm not like he's from East Atlanta. I'm not from East Atlanta, but I, mm-hmm. I grew up in like Stone Mountain, Lithonia, like area, whatever, which is east of Atlanta. Yeah. So <laughs> that's uh pretty much what I was, you know, listening to was you know predicated off of because I don't know, Jeezy was cool. I always listen to Jeezy, but it's like it always seemed like Jeezy just more so for like not a generation above us, but just like some like gotta be like five, six years older than like our age range to like really like really really fuck with with Jeezy so it's in my language but yeah man that's uh that's pretty much it pretty much it for the day um uh, I don't think there was any much any more news that really popped up I think I haven't seen it yet but it said the Lakers fans are roasting Dwight for something so I'll be mm-hmm. interested to see what they talking about with that um yeah man is there anything we missed anything that we should hit on uh real quick let's just go over some of the top uh 25 matchups for Saturday Football, college football. Uh, who do you got? Oklahoma. Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State, and Ohio State plays Indiana. That's a top ten matchup. Yeah, that's gonna be the best game. I'm about to say a bunch of games got canceled. Yeah, like, I'm. It's, they, I was Maybe we should ask that first, or actually ask you that first. Do you even think the season is gonna be able to find an end? Like, is there gonna be a point to where they like? Because the cases in the U.S. is rising. Yeah. Like the cases in college football is rising. There's a bunch of games that got canceled and postponed. So do you even think they're going to be able to finish the season at all? I think they will because they'll find a way, like they'll find a way to make up games, but it's not looking the best at the time. Uh, I know what people are thinking. I know what, I feel like I know what's happening being a college athlete myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially those bigger schools, you know, it's a lot of, a lot more events. People still partying and stuff. There's girls out there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they start to lose and they start to get a little lackadaisical and, uh, you know, how serious they're taking the protocols. Like, yeah. am I really not? We're two and five. Am I really not going to go out tonight? Mm-hmm. Am I, gonna <laughs> the I feel like that's what some schools are doing. And yeah. see, every week people are having cases like these are young. These are young adults. We know I'm in I'm in college still. Like I go out and especially as the athlete, those big schools like Charleston mm-hmm. Southern. We don't have that many parties, but it's a lot of girls out here. It's a lot of mm. it's a lot of moves, a lot of different opportunities to get active. Yeah. So imagine at LSU or you know, yep. Ohio State. It's probably it's something going down every hour of the day, probably in them schools. Yeah. So like I literally have a friend that goes to South Carolina, and before the games, he's posting like he's not on the football team anymore. He's literally posting him at those little what do they call them, the little ragers or whatever. Yeah. Like 200 people just jumping around, no mask, nothing going to the game. So, COVID spreading, people getting lazy, and it is what it is. But I think they'll find a way to crown a champion because it'll be a wasted season. Like, why are they put in all this effort to start the season if they're not going to try to finish somehow? Yeah. If it's with three teams, they're going to they're gonna crown a champion. I don't know. Yeah, because you you know how the NCAA is, though. That's uh, they money hungry. So, yeah, come on now. They NCAA. never going to do the right thing by trying to shut everything down or even putting in more protocols and you know rules and everything just to keep everybody under you know under wraps so i that's why i was probably that's the only reason why i think the season's gonna continue anyway because they really just don't care like they they go they want they the 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 like obviously they're not getting top dollar as they could be because you know certain certain teams even still not letting fans or they're not allowing you know full capacity or you know some of these games are being postponed or canceled, all of that type of stuff. So they're not really getting as much money as they normally would be bringing in anyway. But money, any type of money that they're able to make or bring in, that's what they're going to do. So, you know, they I don't think at this point they're even really thinking about, you know, the safety and care of the students or student athletes, rather. Um, even the people that's working for these uh, 
working for these teams. So yeah. I don't know. I think, like you said, they'll, they'll find a way to crown a champion. But it's just hard. It's crazy to keep, like, seeing, like, you know, you see a certain matchup. Even with my team, Florida, we got – right? Yeah, like – certain big games big matchups you know either got postponed or got moved or whatever and it's just like oh dang i thought this team was supposed to play i thought they were supposed to play nah like i think at this point i think i don't know if it's me just not paying attention but i, I feel like we paying attention a lot it's like sometimes i think some of them be slipping on the radar like i don't even be seeing like they're like nah like it's like this team has a certain amount of cases so yeah, you know, got postponed or whatever. players uh what is it scholarship athletes or eligible mm-hmm. players to fit to be able to play so yeah so I don't it's know. It's not looking good, but I feel like they, they're going to find a way. NCAA, they can't miss out. They already missed out on the NCAA tournament. They're like, we're not going to miss oh, out yeah. on the college football playoffs. Yeah, and I guess they're trying to prepare for that. They moved it to Indiana. I don't know how much that's going to help. But, I mean, I guess they got one central location. So Yeah. But I guess to answer your question, I guess the switch back you know, to the games that's going to be played, Indiana, Ohio State, I guess we can start with that one since that's the probably one of the, the bigger – that's probably the biggest matchup that's going to be happening this week because whoever wins – um, I mean, I guess if Ohio State loses, do you still see a way for them to make it in that top four in college football uh, uh, championship games? If there's like 15 or 12 undefeated teams, no, but mm-hmm. if more teams start to lose games, I could see them finding their way in. But I don't have them losing tomorrow. I feel like it would be a three-point game because in the end, I've watched them play. They Sometimes they've been the only game on TV. They look mm-hmm. pretty solid. They put yeah. up points their first forced turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that's a recipe for success. Uh, they have a nice little quarterback in Michael Phoenix Jr. Mm-hmm. And they got a nice receiving core. So I could see them giving Ohio State a little bit of trouble, but I I just haven't seen Justin Fields have a bad game. Yeah. I, I was, every game it's like 25 for 28 for like 300. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him have a bad game. So yeah. until I see that happen, I'm not going to not pick him. Exactly, so see, yeah. Uh, it's a clo- It'll be a close game, but I see Ohio State pulling it out. Yeah, it's like every game he goes – 20 passes in before he has an incompletion, if he has an incompletion. And so. it's not like it's all dink and dunk. Like, exactly. some accuracy does need some work. I will say that, but they're throwing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. These aren't very high percentage throws, and he's completing them at a high rate. So I see them, you know, winning again. Uh, it'll be, it'll be, this will be their toughest test, I think, mm-hmm. because I don't think Michigan will be a test this year. Yeah, at so, all. <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, this will be a, a tough, a nice little uh, early test, and yeah. we'll see how they handle the pressure. Yeah, because we thought Penn State was going to be a nice early test, but no, they pretty much handled them. But yeah. Indiana, this Indiana Ohio State game, I think is you know that's probably it's it's definitely going to be the biggest test of the year. If they if they beat them, then it's pretty much yeah college football playoffs for them. Top either one or two seed or one or two, uh, ranked one or two, whatever the case may be, and then uh, they'll be primed for a matchup with probably one of the big boys in the SEC. Or, you know, maybe Clemson. Who knows? So, I guess before um, – what was the other big game? Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They're ranked – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma another- State has, a, has had, a, had a really nice year. Because Oklahoma – I saw Oklahoma State's been having a really nice year. Or more – I guess a little bit more of a surprise year. Oklahoma, I guess we thought – or I thought they was going to be, you know – I knew they were still going to have some struggles because they had Rattler, you know. I mean, they started off shaky, but they're, yeah. they're coming on strong. They're, exactly. Opinion. Yeah, so – I don't know. I pers- I mean, that's what the what they call that one. Is it the the red? Is it the that's red river Texas. rivalry? No, that's te- yeah, it is Texas. I yeah, forgot but- what it's called. It's a- I forgot the name, but they do have a rivalry. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, if I had to choose, yeah, if I had to choose, I'm going with Oklahoma. I watched them more than actually. I've kind of watched them both. It's the same, year. yeah, because they played 
I feel like Oklahoma State plays down the competition, but they'll get up for this game. But mm-hmm. the way Oklahoma's trending, they've been playing well. What they start off one and two? Yeah, I don't think they've lost since. And uh, yeah. I think they'll pull this one out. It'll be a close one. Um, it's a rivalry, so anything can happen. But Oklahoma's the better coach team. Mm-hmm. I think they have the better quarterback, even though he's a freshman. Yeah, and I just feel like they'll prevail somehow. I don't know. I don't have a definite reason why. Yeah. As long as they can sh- slow down that running back, I forgot his name, Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Hubbard they yeah. slow him down, they have a good shot at winning. Yeah. But if they don't, if he gashes them for 175, I could see it being a long day. Exactly. Yep. That's. I'm glad you brought that up because that's pretty much – that's probably what's going to be one and loss because Oklahoma is never known for their defense. They always let yeah. everybody kind of pretty much run through them, run over them. And Hubbard's, uh, I guess, a dual threat uh, – Running back, you can yeah. you know in the passing game or running wise, they they gonna have to stop him. So I don't know. Like you said, I think ever since he got benched, Rattler, um, like you said, they've been playing, they've been trending on the, they've been trending up, and he's been playing really, really well. And I can definitely, I don't know, I don't know who's home. Um, I don't even know if that's gonna play a factor. But I feel like both these teams, I think they let fans, I think they both have fans at their games. But you know, Oklahoma, I can definitely see, like you said, it, it might. They're definitely the better coach team they got it probably the better the better quarterback as well but if their defense isn't able to stop nobody they probably make it a make it more of a game than what it should be so who um before i guess we get off what's the other one uh it's not really a big game it's northwestern and wisconsin they're both ranked that's why those are matchups for the day uh that we can go through that really quick i got wisconsin um they they're a little slow with the COVID case thing because I know the quarterback got COVID, so he was out for three yeah. weeks. And then they had to cancel the game, but they look good the first week they played, and then they smacked uh, Michigan mm-hmm. last week. So everybody's smacking Michigan. I see they're a good team. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen Northwestern play much. They're undefeated, but I mm-hmm. like Wisconsin based off what I've seen in the two games I watched. And their quarterback is very good for. Uh, I think he's a redshirt freshman or redshirt mm-hmm. sophomore, but he's he's pretty good. But yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen Northwestern play. I don't think either. But it will be, I guess, this week. You said everybody, everybody's game is pretty much postponed, so yeah. I'll be able to this week. Um, I think Wisconsin. What are they? Big Twelve, right? Big Ten. No, they're all Big, big 10, Ten. Big Ten. Oh, okay, yeah, Big Ten. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I they're more like like you said, probably gonna pull. Like I said, I know their quarterback is really really good. Um, you know, and they play sound ball, so. I don't know who's the uh, top four or who do you see um, going to the college football playoffs? Like who do you have in your uh, four? Haven't really thought about that. Uh, I, I would say based off, you know, how this stuff goes, I'm not trying to be repetitive, but I feel like it's going to repeat itself. Uh, I know Bama and Clemson are going to be in there. I don't see them losing. Oh, I don't know. Let me stop because Clemson already had their one loss, but based off their resume in the past, that factors in a little bit to the decision, so I could see them making it in. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, Bama, 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 Notre Dame, Clemson, and I don't know the fourth spot. And I only say Notre Dame because they already got that one big win, and the rest of their schedule is pretty cake. Yeah, but they gotta I have, play. I don't have they to gotta, look more to it. Are they yeah. playing in the championship? That's they're gonna have to, yeah. Because I know with ACC, they don't um they don't do you know they don't have East and West or whatever the case may be. They okay. just whoever's the top two, they play each other at the end. They did so. do that. You're right. So that means the winner of that game, because even though Clemson has one loss, if they beat them and they have the same record as Notre Dame, they're gonna pick Clemson over them. So for sure, the winner of that game will have the spot. But yeah, I probably have to do more research on that. But I know Bama's yeah. Bama's in there for sure this yeah. year. Right, so we're gonna well obviously we're gonna we'll have more shows and time yeah. to talk about it when we get there. But I guess it's just. Early thoughts, early reaction. I think, I don't know. 
it's like you said, it's probably going to be a repeat. It's probably going to be at least three of the same four teams from last year. Ohio, Ohio State, yeah, I about to say if Ohio State wins this weekend, then I'm pretty sure they're stamped in. Um, depending on how I guess you know the championship game goes, if they lose close, or even if they win, obviously at the end, if they lose close, they still have a case to be in. You see what they uh yeah. did with uh or try to do Alabama the other year. Um, but face card is a real thing, even in sports. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, oh yeah, card, it's yeah. like we can't leave you. We can't leave you out your Bama. We can't leave you out your Ohio State. It doesn't even sound right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how are we going to have a postseason without you? That's why I feel like they eventually going to have to or should at least think about expanding to, to six teams um, or eight, whichever one they feel like is more viable. But obviously eight would bring in them bring them in more money, but at least six because I, I think that's reasonable. Um, but I think personally, I don't know. I'm still hoping my Gators somehow can get it together on defense. If they're not able to get it together on defense at all, then there's no way for them to, you know, be Alabama in that SEC championship. I will say this though, so y'all are I'm I don't like the Gators. You know that I don't yeah. I'm not fond of them at all, but this is one of the best teams they had. Like when they played Florida and Georgia. I uh you know I I've said this before I bet sometimes on sports like I bet with Florida confidently like I just I've never bet on Florida and Florida and Georgia and I this was this year I just this probably was the easiest one like I probably should have did it like this was probably the easiest choice in my oh, opinion. It's, it's, it's explosive, bro. Y'all have the best tight end for sure in the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a hater, but I'm not that high on trash. I think it's a little bit of the system. I don't see him fitting in well in the NFL, but yeah, he can prove me wrong. He's having a great season. I can't yeah. argue with the numbers, but y'all have some nice weapons, a good coach. Dan Mullins a slept on coach, and mm-hmm. it's all coming together. Y'all just mm-hmm. explosive. Like this is an every week thing. This is not just one week of him throwing six TDs. Like he's mm-hmm. had hasn't he thrown over four TDs in every game this year? Something it like was that. like, yeah, it was like, I forgot how many, he broke some type of record. It was like, what, three or four weeks straight he had over four touchdown, touchdown passes a game. So Florida, I, They're dark horse. If you guys went out, which you guys should, yeah. that thing's saying them loss is not a bad loss because they're a solid team, but yeah. y'all would have to win out and make something shake. They'd have to win out and probably beat Alabama in the SEC championship. But if you guys went out, I, you guys would definitely – they got at least a, a shot. They have. There's. They're gonna be looking at them to possibly put them. They have good wins. Y'all would have good wins on your resume. Yeah, so. like George. Yeah, you say yep. Like yeah, overall, because it's just oh, SEC as a whole. But you yeah. know, I think they still got a chance. Like I said, it's just really the defense. If they can't get the, if the defense can't get right, then you know it's gonna be shaky for us. Especially like I said, if we play Alabama or you know another explosive offensive team. But I don't know. Trask has been like you said, really, really. I don't know. Like you just say it could be part of the system, Dan Mullen's system, because you know before he came in, what our weakness was was offense. Like we was predicated on defense, and mm-hmm. our offense was terrible, like just straight trash. Felipe Franks, it was trash. Forgot who was the quarterback before then, um, but trash. Like for so many years, it was going through trash offenses, and now it's transformed to where like now our offense is clicking, and we guys we're able to put points up on the board. But now this year, for some reason, the defense is taking a little bit of a step back. But I think. They'll get those issues fixed, you know, moving forward eventually. Um, because I think it's like it's just we, like we're young. I think at the corner position, we lost obviously CJ Henderson. Um, mm-hmm. but they uh, I forgot who the other corner is, but the other one came back. I think it's just the other the other side. I forgot. And then our safeties, I think, are kind of young as well. And then last or the other week, whatever we played, our linebackers were suspended for fighting. So our backup linebackers are butt, like they're trash. So and they can't stop anybody. But you know, our starters when they're in, they're they're solid. So I don't know. I'm just I'm still holding out hope. The Mississippi State loss did kind of hurt a little bit, 
or was it Texas A&M? I don't know. Yeah, Texas A&M. I said Mississippi State. My fault. The Texas A&M loss kind of hurt a little bit, but you know, I think they have a chance to still, still Most make definitely. it. Like I said, just win out. It'll be interesting to see them play Alabama for sure. Um, and you know, anything I guess could possibly happen, but you know, they're on a roll as well. But oh. like I said, we'll definitely have another episode talk about this. You know, when it gets closer to that time. I think y'all be fine, bro. To be honest, like I kind of, if I was a Florida fan, I would wish this would have happened last year, so y'all could have two years of like trash and pits. Like they're all going to the league after. Yeah, this more than likely. I know for sure pits like, is. Yeah. You think trash? You think trash might, might not stay one more year? I think this was his last year anyway, but he needs to go while you know while the iron's hot. Um, like he's yeah, he's moving true. up the draft. He's literally moving up the draft boards as we speak. Yeah. And I think this is the best bet. I wouldn't say he's a first-round guy, but I could see him sneaking in the second or third, and that's not bad. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that is true. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I was thinking it was the third year. Maybe it was last year. Probably his last year. No, nah, only because when he was starting, I went through his Instagram one day, and he literally had a pick. He graduated before he started. Like the la- before he started last year, he graduated yeah. in the summer. So he oh, wow. yeah. So he waited his turn. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we. I, I think I already said this before. I said this story before, but I remember Felipe Franks got hurt. I was like, I wasn't thanking God because I was like, it's never good to think when somebody gets hurt. But I was like, once he got hurt, I already knew. I didn't even know who the backup was at that point because I think it was like one of the first few games of the season. It might have been first or second. But I was like, whoever's coming in after Felipe Franks, I know is going to probably be our quarterback, like to stay. Whether Whenever Felipe gets uh, injured, I'm not injured, whenever he recovers from his injury or whatever, I was like, he probably lost his job off of that. And contrast came in and, you know, Played up the part, but yeah, I didn't even know he graduated and everything. But yeah, more than likely, I can see him dipping after this year for sure. But I was thinking maybe because, like, obviously the quarterback craze with top three being, uh, you know, Fields, Lawrence, and uh, Lance. Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe he'll maybe stay one more year because then, like, next year if he plays the same, plays up to the same, you know, potential, he can be somewhere, you know, top, maybe top ten, but you know. Probably dip after this year. He'll still probably make good money wherever he goes, but you know, we just have to wait and see. Let's see that happening. Yeah. But, all right. Like I said, I think pretty action packed show. I think we pretty much hit on everything. Of course, NBA draft. We'll probably do another one. Do another one. What Saturday, Sunday morning for yeah. the NFL games? Yeah. Talk about the uh, talk about college football games and then, you know, preview of the NFL games. Um, and then maybe any NBA news that comes about, cause I'm pretty sure it'd be some between now and then, you know, it's probably starting to move a little bit now. Some, uh, some more signings and everything, but like I said, hit on the NBA draft, hit on Thursday night football, talked a little bit about our verses, Gucci and Jeezy, um, even some college football snooking at the end. So, um, appreciate you again for hopping on that. Um, no another, another nice, you know, complete show. Um, labor, I know, I guess where they could find you and, um, you know, I guess what to, what to look forward uh, forward to with us in our show. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at that underscore underrated, and uh, in the following months, once especially once I'm done with school, me and Jelani will be coming to you with more shows on the regular, uh, looking for more content, just looking to get better at this every time we uh, we go live. So yeah, I appreciate appreciate y'all tuning in, and we look forward to getting back with y'all so on Sunday. Most yeah. Likely. Yep, more than likely to say we'll try to try to definitely try to get a get a show in before uh, on Sunday morning. I guess I call it like Saturday to Sunday, or whatever. But yeah, um, definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in today. Um, like I said, we'll definitely be bringing you guys some more uh more lives, more episodes, more content as a whole. Um, you know, another action packed show, and 
we'll see you guys again on Sunday morning. You already know where to find uh, us in the show. Any recaps um, right now is live on uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, go there for more content, more uh, past episodes. Follow us on uh, What the Game Means to Me at the bottom, WTGM, TM uh, podcast, and then also Instagram, What the Game Means to Me podcast, and then uh, Facebook is the same as well. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, you know, Have a good one. Wear a mask. Don't be racist. Uh, if you listening and you're from Georgia, we got to vote again December what December 14th um, for Ossoff and uh, I forgot, I forgot the name. yeah oh yeah also yeah and um you know Arthur or whatever so make sure you know, so just doing those two things and uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday have a good one appreciate y'all.